Hello, everybody. It's Mike Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast. This is episode eight. Uh, it will be entitled Richard Jules. For most people out there, Richard Jules wasn't a serial killer, wasn't a kidnapper, wasn't a bank robber. Richard Jules was a hero in the 1996 Centennial Olympic Park bombing in Atlanta during the Summer Games. Uh, during the bombing, one female uh, victim died, 111 people injured, and the cameraman there uh, passed away from a heart attack. So why are we talking about Richard Jules? Well, a lot of people don't know the name, but there's a story behind Richard Jules. Richard Jules became the poster child for the wrongly accused. Being investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation for 88 days and looked at as a suspect in the bombing, eventually cleared of the bombing. It's an interesting case if you have the time to take a look at it. Uh, you know, podcasts are short. You know, they're usually about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You can't get into all of them. But the interesting thing about the, the Richard Jules case and the dynamics of it was just like the uh, Ted uh, Krasinski case. The FBI, who at that time... Um, was just botching cases up and you had Janet Reno there just screwing up even more. Uh, Richard Jules um, had been not only falsely accused but had been in the media's eyes for 88 days. I mean, talk about not being able to turn around. Um, <clears throat> And let, let me get into a little earlier part of it. Um, throughout uh, Jewel's career, prior to working as a security guard for the uh, Centennial uh, Olympic Park, he had been a, uh, a police officer at Piedmont College. And you have to understand the dynamics of law enforcement at, at any school. You're there to be seen, and you're there mostly as a, li <clears throat> a liability insurance for the school. Um, the administration of the school are more, more often required to have you there, but don't really want you there, out of sight, out of mind. Well, you have to remember at the time the president of this 
uh, college was Ray Clary, and we'll get a, Ray Clary and the the chief of the college police will be uh, brought up a little farther down the line. But I'm going to give just a short background. So while working at the college, uh, Jules was a little overzealous. Uh, he made arrests when the college administration, non-law enforcement, didn't believe arrests should be made. Um, basically what they did was they forced they forced him to resign. Um, so after the bombing, we're going to jump to the bombing. <clears throat> Richard Jules, while patrolling, observes a a suspicious package in the camp in the uh, in the center of the stadium. Advises people as the evacuation starts. The package detonates, hence fatalities and injuries. Now, the first day, Richard Jules was deemed a hero. Three days later, a reporter from the uh, Atlantic Journal, who I will never read one of their newspapers, uh, a reporter named Kathy Scruggs, who the Atlantic Journal claimed to be a fine reporter, upstanding citizen, um, bullshit, okay? She was out there looking to make a name for herself, and unfortunately Richard Jules happened to be the victim. Uh, Scruggs used to hang around a lot of shady places with a lot of shady law enforcement, both the local police and the FBI. During the investigation, Scruggs on several occasions attempted to find out the if there were any suspect names, and she had overheard um, Richard Jewell's name, uh, she had been told by a member of law enforcement prior to the article that came out in the Atlantic Journal that uh, the FBI was going to finish interviewing Richard Jules and more than likely release him. Basically what they're saying is we don't have anything and we can't prove anything so uh, man, the, the agent's name at that time and I'll throw it out there was uh, Don Johnson. Um, Johnson was basically told her don't release any of this information, suspect name, uh, because we're not sure if he's actually a suspect or a person of interest. Another one of the uh, Atlantic Journal flunkies, uh, D. 
David uh, Kindred. Same thing, you know, looking to make a name of for whatever reason. Um, we've also started putting a lot of crap out there. Well, being told not to put any information out there within three days, Scrugged had uh, Scruggs, whatever you want to call her, and the Atlantic Journal had put out a big uh, newspaper article basically implicating uh, Richard Jules as the uh, suspect in the, in the bombing. Now you have to remember at that time during the bombing <clears throat> there were two to three bombings in, in the local area which weren't even investigated as being part of uh, the Centennial Park bombing, which is kind of odd because if you have a series of bombings, one, one would think, logically anyway, that you would um, possibly have a link. Uh, not in this case. Um, the FBI at the same time uh, really resisted any help from anybody knowledgeable, um, especially those in the law enforcement field that were familiar with bombs and explosives, the ATF, um, they really didn't want their help. There had been a witness on the scene that day who saw the suspect, and we'll get into him his name a little, in a little while, who had actually planted the bomb and had actually been responsible for the other two to three bombings that had occurred. Uh, the reason that Richard Jules or the FBI continued to push Richard Jules' name out there as a suspect was simple. It was politically motivated. Uh, you know, people were, you know, the summer games were going to occur. You had an explosion at the uh, Centennial Olympic Park. Um, and God forbid we should lose any business in the city or uh, because of, um, you know, bombing. So to save the, the city from losing money, The FBI basically kept Richard Jules' name circulating in the in the media as a um, the suspect. I mean, this way, hey, the FBI caught the suspect. The suspect won't blow anything up, so we're safe to go to the, the uh, summer games. Well, <clears throat> in reality, Richard uh, Jules was not the suspect. And Eric Rudolph, uh, a holy roller, was still out there blowing things up. Buildings, people, who knows how many people they killed, but it was quite quite a few. And it was interesting enough, while he was in uh, prison, he still is in prison, he attempted to, to send a letter to Ted Krasinski, who re completely refused to 
or the Unibomber will completely refuse to answer him. Quite honestly, I don't, I don't fucking blame him. Um, I did watch some of the footage of the FBI's interview with uh, Jules. And I found a lot of issues with it. And the, the primary issue I found was that they were baiting or attempting to lure him down a road by answering questions in a certain way that would make him appear to be a suspect, which was just, you know, it's about as unethical as you can, ethical as you can get. Um, it's just rotten, you know, to, to you know, <clears throat> in the world of law enforcement, you know, we want the truth. We don't want to set people up because it's just not, just not ethical at all. We don't, we don't do that. But you can, you know, you could see them drawing, drawing him down the, you know, the trail. You know, an innocent guy. Let's, you know. And of course, they'll deny it because you know, my myself, anybody that knows me, I have a, an issue with the FBI because. <clears throat> You know, during the uh, Dennis Lee Martin case in 69, I had on several occasions attempted to get a, a Freedom of Information Act request for the initial 147-page report of just a lost lost boy with no uh, noted criminal aspect of the crime, and after nine... Uh, Request they still refuse to deny it. So basically, what they're doing is they're lying, <clears throat> you know, and they can't say, well, we're, it's you know there for, you know, to protect the family, this and that, because one mo mostly everybody involved in that case is deceased. Uh, second, if there's no criminal aspect to it, um, you know, considering I wrote a book on it, you know, you're not going to give me any demographics of anybody that I don't already know or haven't personally interviewed. Uh, and during my interviews I, I found out that they lied about a lot of stuff. So, you know, Richard Jules, like a lot of people, a lot of innocent people during the FBI and this thing under uh, Janet Reno, who, you know, they, they really screwed up three cases in a row. And we have Jules' case they screwed up. You have <clears throat> Ted Krasinski's case, where they could have caught him way before they screwed that up in Waco. They just, I mean, how else do you put it? They fucked up. Um, yeah, I shouldn't be talking like that, but, you know, sometimes you have to use those words that are better descriptors than others. Um, and don't get me wrong, I don't mean everybody that's an FBI agent is screwed up or unethical, but, <clears throat> you know, there are times, you know, the problem is police agencies now, and, and I, I know firsthand, they run as uh, under the direction of politicians instead of law enforcement, you know, it's it's more about the money and the votes than it's about doing our jobs anymore. Okay, so after 88 days, 
Jules is cleared. He sues a lot of the... Well, let me just go back one thing real quick to the... Uh, the uh, The president of, of Piedmont College, uh, Ray Cleary, and the uh, the chief of police of the that somewhat failed failed chief of police after the bombing. Because see, they didn't they didn't like uh, Richard Jules. You know, they thought he was overzealous, and you know, God forbid, he should actually do his job. <clears throat> they they actually contacted the FBI. Uh, Richard Jules was never on the FBI's list as a person of interest until uh, Ray Cleary and the uh, chief of police contacted the FBI and, you know, basically gave him a good line of bullshit about uh, how overzealous he is. Well, does that make a person a suspect because they're overzealous or actually do, 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 does their job? No. So, in my personal opinion, Cleary and the chief of police knew where this would lead to. And, um, you know, that's just crap. I mean, you know, who the, who the hell does that? I mean, you know, go to church on Sunday or something, you know. Um, you know, eventually after being cleared... You know, like like Jewel said, that his his life life was never going to be the same, and, and I, I believe that because you know you always have naysayers. You know, even though you're proven innocent, you know you still f fall back on the old saying, "You're guilty until you're proven innocent." You know, and that, and that that's unfortunately what happened with him. Um, the whole investigation and everything that went on with uh, Richard Jules you can find in uh, online resources uh, articles newspaper clippings this and that and you know it's it, it would it's a good read it's educational because a lot of the a lot of times this stuff happens and it never makes it out to uh, the public that's why I'm kind of bringing this this up um, the ending result after this, uh, Jewel finally, uh, his last job was with the uh, Meriwether County Sheriff's Department in Georgia. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jewel's passed away at 44 uh, due to complications from diabetes. Um, it's unfortunate um, because if you watch the real videos of uh, Jules and listen to him talk you know he would probably be the last person that I would personally think of as being someone that's gonna you know do something like that as far as the <clears throat> reporter that pasted it all over the Atlantic uh, Journal Kathy Scruggs um, she passed away from a drug overdose, surprising, I'm sure, because according to Atlantic Journal, she was a professional. 
Well, I guess we have our difference of opinions, what we may consider what a professional is, but in my book, that's not one of them. The, to this day, every organization, newspaper, media, that made false allegations of, uh, against Mr. Jules have been sued, have admitted they were wrong and settled in court, except for uh, the Atlantic Journal, who, you know, I, I guess, I guess, I guess that's just the way they are, and I mean, honestly, I mean, if you can't admit a mistake, you might as well, you know, in my book, you're, you know, I wouldn't consider you a reliable source of anything, but that's my personal opinion, and I can have that because that's what we, that's what we have as being American. So, uh, if any of you, like I said, if any of you are interested in Richard Jewell's case, I would really suggest you looking it up online, doing some research and, you know, forming your own, own opinions and conclusions and stuff. I, I never want to be the person to, um, you know, force an opinion on you or anything like that, you know. My, my opinions are from you know, over over 30 years in the law enforcement field, I um, I pretty much tell tell the way it is. People don't like it. Law enforcement agencies don't like it. But the fact is, that the the truth is the truth, whether you wanna you wanna believe it or not. So uh, take it for what it is. Uh, this is episode eight of the Night Stalker, Richard Jules case. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I only could give you like a very condensed Reader's Digest version of it because the the you know the case is uh, actually pretty long. Um, there was a TV series on Netflix about it. Uh, it was uh, produced and I think directed by. Um, Clint Eastwood, there was a lot of controversy about it because everybody's hurt, you know, that their little, little feelings were hurt. Well, you know, nothing for nothing, people, but uh, your little feelings were hurt. Uh, and this guy's, this, this man's life was ruined. So, I can't sympathize with you there, you know. Uh, just not, that's just not how I am, but, uh, so, okay, we'll be, uh, We're going off the air now, and like I said, if uh, anyone has questions or comments, you can always send it to my uh, my direct email address, which is forever, and then night, N-I-G-H-T, C-T, the numeral one, at Comcast.net. Just do me a favor, please, uh, either list an episode or something in the... Um, The headline of the email, so I I don't think it's uh, I mean I get a lot of emails, uh, so just so just so I know that it's coming and what it's about this way, I'm more more likely to pick it up rather than think it's junk mail and, and delete it. So until episode nine, 
stay safe and when you're walking in that dark parking lot watch out who's walking behind you because you never know you never know